you ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Hello, welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Eastside, Derek, Matt, Zach, and we're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so let's get this out of the way real fast. We Raw a, was fucking horrible. Yeah, heard, I heard about, yeah, Monday Night Raw was a big old turd. It was an hour of, like, in the three hours, there was an hour of Baron Corbin. That sounds hey. sick to me. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> in the ring, like, a lot of it, too. Oh, wrestling? Not Corporal Corbo? All of it. Just Corbin. Like, so bad. It was the worst. Like, everything in the show is just heat, 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 you. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just so... Go like, eat. Huh? Go eat. Yeah. It's like Kyle Mooney video. Oh, movie. okay. I'm gonna go tell my cat to be quiet. Okay, it's fine. Anyway, well, it's just a bunch of heat. And it just everything sucks. It's like every single segment was bad. Every single one. <laughs> like it's like oh the Corbin stuff. Yeah, that's bad. But then you'd expect maybe a single good moment to happen besides that. Dana Brooke for some reason turned heel. Why? I didn't. Like, she was barely even a babyface. I yeah. yeah. Um. Like, Kurt Hawkins was my favorite moment of Raw. Kurt Hawkins. Oh, yeah, because he replaced Braun. Yeah. Yeah, on a team, okay, a team that used to, was or started as Braun and Alexa Bliss, and now is Ember Moon and Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Anything can happen, brother. Anything can fucking happen in the world of pro wrestles. Did they keep the same name? No, no. That would be funny. Team big. <laughs> <coughs> So that's where that is. like everything was just bad. There's so much heat. The the fucking Dean Seth angle, which should be fire. Like I am not excited for the match is probably gonna be great. Yeah, but it was Dean getting a shot in his ass and then Seth saying something that sounded kind of anti vaxy right after. It's like no stupid vaccines will save you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> vaccines don't even work, bro. <laughs> you know, if Seth was anything, he'd be an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. He does seem kind of dumb. <laughs> well, I, I feel, I feel like he wouldn't necessarily... He would be like how AJ Styles was talking about like Flat Earth. He's like, I don't actually believe in it. I just think it makes kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, makes, makes it think, man. Like, aren't your feet fly at? Just, just makes, makes it think, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know Seth Rollins was Waluigi. Yeah, uh, go ah. go see heel Seth and that listen to his fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we got Seth versus Dolph again, and oh, Seth won with the fucking Falcon Arrow. That was the best part of Raw. Yeah, is that he won with the Falcon Arrow. Like he did the deal. Literally, like the thing that was ex- like there was to be excited about Raw was like, oh shit, he's doing an open challenge, and my immediate thought was. Oh, it's going to be fucking Dolph, and that's the worst thing you can do. And every single podcast I listened to, everything was like, 
Oh my god, literally the worst thing they could do is have it be Dolph. Any <laughs> Kurt Hawkins it would have been better. Did you know, 17 out of the last 18 IC title matches have been fucking Dolph and Seth. Dolph and Jesus. Seth. Jesus. Why do you, oh they keep god. going back to that well? It's just bad. Literally anyone else, even if it's Drew, even if it's within the same storyline-ish, would have been fine. Even, but like, even if it was fucking barren, something that's just different. Just literally something different. Like... Yeah, Dolph's a good worker, but it doesn't matter. Like, what what are they gonna do new besides have Dolph lose to the Falcon Arrow? <laughs> yeah, man, it just sounds like they are. Uh, they, it just sounds like they don't know what they're doing at the moment. They seem like I know totally lost. I know they had to like re shuffle things when Roman got sick again, but. Normally, they handle having to reshuffle things by giving people what they want, uh, whether it's doing like, something new, just something. But like the thing is, everybody on Raw right now has been kind of forsaken, especially on the babyface side, for everybody else. So nobody has credibility on anything. Finn Balor has been pretty much like he's his he, only credibility is in mixed match challenge, and like he he's a certain level, and like that's the like they like him. They know he's good. He can put on competitive matches, but he's upper mid card, and mm. that's it. And like Drew kicks his ass all the time. Yeah, or he'll he'd lose. And so like, other than him and Seth, what other baby faces do you even have? Nah, I don't know. Literally none. Because Braun's out. Yeah. Roman's gone. Like, you got nobody. The whole Elias show is... is a face now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and like that is working great. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody on that side that makes sense. There's nobody that like is credible because they just they forsake everybody with fifty fifty booking to make sure that like, one guy looks strong. The fucking someone who could be legitimately one of the most terrifying people in the company, Bobby Lashley, is mooning the crowd. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's it, fine. It's great. But it's not No uh, I'm kidding, it's not fine. It's <laughs> like, he also doesn't have babyface charisma. No. It's like it's great in the way that like this is fucking weird. And right, it's dumb. like in that like what am I so watching? If the rest of the show was fine and good, it'd be like, oh, that's a weird outlier that's kind of funny. You know who'd be a but... really good person in the spot right now? It's literally Seth. Yeah. <laughs> because he is a great seller, fans love him, but but he's in this weird fucking feud with Dean that is pre- predominantly just talking about Roman having cancer. <laughs> I yeah. know. Ro- oh fuck, dude. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. De- Dean with the like Roman has to answer to God now. It's like, oh, I see. I know what when, you're doing. When like, a crowd, when you go like so heel with something that should be like this huge like moment for the audience to boo you and get real heat, and everyone's just quiet and uncomfortable, you have failed. Like the, the writing has failed that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then the heat transfers from Dean to WWE. The writers and everyone's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's just not good. Yeah, and so what was the... So he got a shot in his butt? Yeah, he was getting, like, a shot in his butt, like, while talking on the camera to Seth, and made a really weird noise. Was he it was like just this? like, ah! No, it was a lot more orgasmic. Oh! It was like, ah! <laughs> like, and just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> juice in his butt. He got the juice in his butt. Juice Robinson? Yeah. yeah. Juice! 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 
juice. And yeah. then they had like two ho- like hospital segments in the show too, because they showed like. Are sure it wasn't a local medical facility? I yeah, probably it's like urgent care. <laughs> it's a local medical facility being transferred to a local medical facility. Well, it sounds like uh, people are pretty fucking pissed off about how raw was. And I, what were the viewership? Like, has that been reported yet? Like, I, uh, haven't, I haven't seen anything. I haven't but seen it, but it's... I can't imagine that that third hour didn't drop so fucking hard. Because maybe, like, like, Vince will listen to that, you know? If people no. just tune it out. Hey, let's put a shot in his butt. It's funny. Yeah, like... Yeah! yeah. I'm, I'm gonna... Make it sound like he's coming. I'm, like, I heard a lot of reports, too, that Vince was, like, very directly overseeing the creative on Raw. <laughs> and it makes very so much, much sense. So. Also, like... Oh my god, we didn't even mention the fact, oh, speaking of Vince, the most over-the-top pissing segment. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Bob Roode got his robe peed on? Yeah. That's fucked, dude. Oh, god damn, it's like one of those moments that I, when I, because I watched it after the fact, because I worked till 7, Raw starts at 6 here, and I knew how bad it was. I had already listened to Observer Radio and heard the whole thing Brian Alvarez made. This was the worst show I've ever fucking watched. <laughs> They're a bunch of geeks. Um, <laughs> it w- it reminded me of like watching old, really like end of its run bad Nitro. Like that's bad. It dude. was bad. Like there have been segments this bad somewhat recently, like the Bailey "This Is Your Life" oh. shit or like Lashley's sisters. <laughs> but this whole Fuck show you. was that bad. Like. Top to bottom. It's the only episode of Raw that I've skipped since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> and then, like, literally every segment, like, Naya and Rhonda had the worst fucking promo off I've that, seen maybe ever. Rhonda looks so like she had pink eye because of her makeup, and their lines were the worst. That's hard because, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, both of them, I, because, uh, Rhonda more so can, like, deliver a really good promo uh, if she's like, has time to, like, work through it and stuff. Uh, Naya's kind of more hit and miss, but, like, sometimes can land something really nice. But if it's, like, a really awkward encounter... Heel, it's, like, it It all comes across, like, just so, like... It comes off really scripted because fake, her yeah, just fake. voice doesn't match being a heel mm-hmm. at all. Like, well, that, and it's, like, you can tell it's... It is scripted, and it can tell she's trying to, like hit each line, yeah. and that's all she knows. And there, it's, like, it's, like, partly not her fault, but also her delivery is just the worst. Her, there was a line where she, Rhonda said something like, when you punched Becky and changed the course of all the history, and, uh, it, it changed things, and, um, and it was that bad. Like, oh, she no. got lost in the middle of a really badly written line. Ugh. So it came out, it was twice as bad. And again, she looked like she had fucking pink eye. So it, it, it just made it exhausting to watch. Yeah, that's very distracting. Now, this whole show is exhausting to watch. Well, I'm glad I skipped it. Yeah, I skipped it too. Skip you, it, boys. Any of you who actually watched it, I salute you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Genuine Skipping Boys. <laughs> I, it's just like, a, you just have to, like, I don't know. I feel especially for doing this and knowing how bad it was. I feel like I needed to. Like, I needed to go through some shit sometimes. I, I yeah. watched parts of it, and then I watched like pretty much all the like YouTube clips to like which is most keep up show. on it. Yeah, which is like at least like you get each segment at least like you get the like basic idea, mm-hmm. and it's it's bad. It's so bad. 
I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe how bad it was. I know, like, dude, there should be nothing more, like, hot right now than, like, Seth versus Dean. That should be the fucking thing that people are talking about, but they're making a big old floppy turd out of it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. the WWE way. That's the way. Uh, SmackDown. SmackDown I watched and did like. It so, was a good show. SmackDown, I, I think it was a good show, but also, um... Like, I don't know if it was good because it was just not raw. <laughs> right? I think, well, I, I think I didn't watch least, raw. I think it was at least a passable show. It wasn't the worst show ever. It wasn't just like a. It was just a show. Yeah. And there's some. It was, it was fine. There's some really good parts on it. Like, I thought the Women's Battle Royal was really, really good. I liked that for once. WWE didn't try to just to get heat and kill Jeff Hardy. They had a good segment. Small yeah. Joe came out. Jeff Hardy stood tall as a baby face. And Samoa Joe made fun of his alcoholism. That was great. Well, everybody does that. Yeah. yeah. Punk used to do that. But this, yeah, the whole, like, should be popping bottles, but I don't know if I should do that with you, Jeff. Like, yeah. I was good. And it was like, yeah, you have a 20-year career, but you probably weren't coherent for more than a... You know? Yeah, it's like, it's good we had this this video and everything. Oh, yeah, because you probably weren't coherent enough to remember any of that. Yeah, I like I... that. And it makes sense, too, especially, like, Joe and Jeff worked in TNA, and, like... Like, Joe was definitely there during one of Jeff's wor- uh, worst moments. And, yeah. like, you know, you've heard from people who were there at the time and stuff talk about how frustrating it was. Like, how working with Jeff was, like, infuriating. Because you never know what Jeff was going to come out. So, I'm going to guess Joe had those legit feelings, and they're probably fine now, you know. They're like, probably good friends, and, like, hey, probably, like, Jeff is always fine doing this stuff. Right? Yeah, and, like, Joe is probably, like, real proud of Jeff and where he's come and stuff and as friends, but mm-hmm. it makes it, like, even better that he can tap into what he legitimately felt at the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Did, did Joe and Jeff work in TNA together? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they were there at the same time. Um, probably had a lot of matches since TNA. So. I thought that segment uh, specifically was, like, really, really cool. I didn't know that they were going to do anything like that. And uh, and then my initial thought was, like, is this a retirement thing? That's and what it, I thought. But no, it was, it was just a really nice way to honor Jeff Hardy, but then also service this angle with him and Joe. But, uh, like, watching that video package and hearing Jeff Hardy just be, like, candid and talk, it's like, as someone who grew up as, like, you know, like, a little kid, like, loving the Hardy boys, it was just, like, was like, fuck yeah, I love Jeff Hardy, and I like that he got a little bit of a spotlight. Yeah. 20-year, like, obviously he left for a long period of time, but, like, 20-year anniversary of working with a company and still going at the level that he's going is... Crazy. Ridiculous, yeah. Like, I was... Excited for it to be a retirement speech, almost. Just yeah. Like, hell yeah, man. Move you on. need a break. Just Thanks. focus on Perox Jin. No, don't. <laughs> Keep wrestling. <laughs> Out of everybody that is... That was in that three-way feud, like the TLC feud, Dudley's, Education, yeah. Hardy's... Jeff's the one that's still wrestling full-time. Mm. Isn't that and fucking nuts? The, he's the one that was like, he's gonna be... He's gonna end his career early. He's, he's done. Yeah. He's I mean, the one still going. Look at that fucking spear that Edge gave him, like... And that's only one, like, piece. Like, while he was holding the title? Yeah. Like, like, holding the titles? Like, just that bump alone should be like, oh, that guy's gonna have to retire. Wasn't it that match in TNA where he just fell off the fucking cage and, like, hit hard? Yeah. Like, he had that. Like, he had so many different things. In the TNA, TNA, they had a super tall cage, too. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Even, like, right before they came back to the WWE, he had a ladder match at Ring of Honor against the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> like, fucked up. Yeah, and so, out of everybody, he's the one that is still full-time. Yeah. Makes no sense. It um, doesn't. 
The other thing that was cool, I thought, with SmackDown was that they had the a really cool interaction with Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they had people come out, and I like that there's this kayfabe written in thing of like, you don't just give opportunities to the same two people. Like, we're all out here too. And it's like, yeah, it's true. And then that Battle Royal was cool. I'll say I want to watch Asuka and Sonya Deville go fucking at it. That was a good little last bit of that match. It was cool. Like, she's just such a good striker. And then, like, both of them are just so fast. And the whole thing on the edge of the apron, I was was like, on the edge of my seat. Sonya's getting better and better. That's really cool. Yeah. Her shirt's really cool. Yeah. I want it. God, just block text. Block text with lines in between each line. Put your hair up and square up. Dude, that's such a good motto, though. It is. That's such um, a good motto, Isai. I fucking hate it. So. <laughs> it's a pretty good motto. I, I know. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I know I, I say that a lot, but, like, I fucking hate it so much. I'm glad that, I mean, it's on her shirt and stuff, but she doesn't say it literally every, <laughs> every time. time or in the ring. In the ring. And also, putting her hair up isn't the braids anymore, which I know is an MMA thing, but still... Comes off a little weird. But uh, Asuka winning that battle royal puts her in with Becky and Charlotte in a that's, TLC match. That's going to be TLC. such a good match. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That's going to be such a Especially cool considering match. Becky and Charlotte's last match. Mm. That, like, yeah. Oh, the no yeah. DQ one. Which basically yeah. was a TLC match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though, yeah, that's going to be sick. And, like, if they, if they, if they want to, like, you know, lead to Becky and Ronda at Mania, like, easy way to lead to that now is... Bosco taking the title off Becky and then... That's what I was telling and Jenna. Then, I would and fucking then love that. Becky wins the Rumble and they established last year with this new brand split that you choose what champion you're going after at Mania, I, I, so... I also think this is a way to have... Um, start the Horsewoman versus Horsewoman. You put the title on Asuka. Yeah. Get the title out of that. Mm-hmm. Dude, then, that's like express defrost in the microwave on Oscar to be like, that's like that's like heat her up, heat her up quick. Very much like what oh, they did like, with Shinsuke last year, at, like going into the Rumble, where he hadn't done nothing in months, and then all of a sudden, oh, he won the Rumble. Okay, it's like, like those memes. It's like when like you forgot to take the food out of the freezer to frost it, and you yeah. see mom pull it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. If I just put it on high, it'll defrost. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, a nice thing about Asuka too. Is like, even though she has kind of cooled off and a bit and stuff, her character is still just like she at least had credibility. Before she has him. that credibility, and she can immediately be heated back up, like, yeah. and would make all the sense of the world for her to win at that in that match. So at at TLC, we're gonna have both two TLC matches: one women, one men. I assume, or is, is each brand getting? Is Dean and Seth a TLC? No, it's Braun and Braun, but Braun, Braun and Corbo. Corbo. That one's probably. Oh, not so it's going to be Kurt Hawkins and. Corbo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is. Oh my God! Look, that's how Kurt Hawkins got his first win. Was he just comes Corbo? out like a fucking madman swinging chairs? And he yeah. just hits Corbin with one chair shot, sets up the ladder, climbs up, and wins. He's what some call He's a mechanic, a solid hand. Or they don't even touch any of the weapons, and he just has a quick roll up on him. He's not gonna be ready, and they I, they know it. And they're still the fucking Elias and Corbo. Fuck you. Let's talk about the returning superstar, Cena. That would make sense. Hogan. No. No. In a ladders match. Wyatt. Scott Steiner. Oh, brave. I fucking wish Scott Steiner. Bray versus Corbin. So bring Bray back. We'll just say there's talk about Bray Wyatt coming back. Yeah, he came back at Starcade. 
that yeah. house that house show. Yeah, I watched it and fell asleep because it didn't. I matter. also fell asleep. Was it good? No, no, it no. was a house show. Like there was entertaining bits to it, but it was a house show, and it was only an hour long, and so they didn't show everything, and the matches were pretty short. Oh, that does sound kind AJ of. AJ and Joe in a cage was cool. It was a. They they have good matches, but it yeah. like, wasn't as good as their other matches. Yeah, Ric Flair coming out with Elias was weird. <laughs> Dude, that is weird. But why? Because it, it's Starcade. Okay. Elias is playing an acoustic version the, of Ric Flair Drip. Though, oh my god. Though Austin said if he came back, recently said if he came back, the two people he'd want to program with were Brock and Elias. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> because. Like, he walks with Elias. I walk with Elias. Like, no, WWE I, stands for walk with I Elias. I get what he's saying. No, it like, actually stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. Walk with Elias. Walk with Elias. Well, no, because it'd be walk a funny comedy feud, and he it, wouldn't also have the expectation of this yeah. super huge match. I think, I mean, it would be, like, I get where he's coming from and stuff, and, like, and obviously, like, Elias is, for all his limitations in the ring, is still, he's getting over somehow, like... And Austin definitely appreciates that. But just the, the like difference between <laughs> the two people he'd want to program with are Brock and Elias. Did he ever fight Brock? That's the reason why he walked out. That's the reason, yeah. Oh, okay. He was supposed to job to Brock in a meaningless match with no build on Raw. So the King of the Ring qualifier. King, yeah, because like, it was when Brock was first in the company and like just about to go on the biggest year-long... His fucking month. tear, too, was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, his rookie year is the best rookie that, ever. They fucking put the rocket on him yeah. and then just shot he, to the fucking moon. Yeah, like, squashed everyone for a while. It was like, when he, like, his first pay-per-view match was winning in a handicap match against the Hardys. Like, His first, himself. like, competitive, like... Matches were against, like, Rob Van Dam, yeah. who was super over at that time. Yeah. Rob Van Dam was so badass. He's so good. And he was and then so fucking good. fucking beat The Rock for the title at SummerSlam six months into his first year. Jesus. And he was the youngest champion ever at the time. Damn. Didn't he win the Rumble the next year? Like, yeah. He just, he fucking just and, fucked. Yeah, and then immediately, like, went into one of the best feuds of all time with Kurt Angle. Like... God damn it, it was good. It was real, real God, bad. too bad. Like, it sucks that he, like, Broke the Bob shitty... Holly's neck. Uh, Bob Holly deserved that, though. Yeah. <laughs> this may be a little obvious, but I'd love to see Kevin in Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love that. There was one feud I wanted, and it was Punk and Colt. Stone yeah. Cold. Yeah. Cold Stone. Cold Stone Creamery. Steve Cold Stone Austin. <laughs> oh, but speaking of, uh... Ice cream? No, we'll get to that. Los Ice um, Creams? Speaking of, uh, Kevin Owens... He challenged Elton John to a match. Oh, Dude, that guy's already great. Fucking Just so so <laughs> mad about Elton John canceling a concert. Wouldn't you be if you were there? Oh, well, yeah. And it was I his, would be and it's, it. and it's Elton John's farewell Yellow Brick Road yeah. tour. It's, it's, his it's, tour. it's his last tour ever. His whole thing about, like, I've only worn heart shaped sunglasses for two people. <laughs> you <laughs> and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and then he's like, I've, I've beaten up a 70 year old man before. I won't do it. I'll do it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, NXT was cool. It's a, it was a weird taped kind of house show thing. Yeah, that weird San Jose. Yeah, it's just because they were trying to get one week of t- stuff, because they couldn't get back into full sale this week, which it looks like we're going to be having some really cool stuff. Yeah, no shit, mm-hmm. always. Spoiler alert, Punishment Martinez debuts. Yeah. Against... Under the name... Bro. Under the name Punishment Martinez as well. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a cool name. Um, it's just weird. It's like It just shows that right now they're letting people keep their names. They go back and forth with it. 
Then speaking of the opposite of that, though, they, we also had a, uh, a little promo. Little promo for Don Dijon. Yep. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? He's definitely not what I thought he was. I've he's never a, seen him. He's, he's a weird six dude. foot fucking seven, like three hundred pounds, and does moonsaults. Feast your eyes. And all, but also, they only said Dijakovic on screen, so it could be getting another name change. His name him. could just end up being Dijakovic. Oh my god. Oh, He'll go god. by Vic. I just, Donovan Dijak was fine. Or Donovan yeah. Dijak is easier to say you than Donovan Dijakovic. Just call Dominic. him Dijak. It's Do- not even Donovan. It's Dominic Dijakovic. Oh yeah, huh. Or just call him Dijak. Yeah. yeah. That's a solid, solid name. Dijak? That's cool as fuck. Yeah. I just can't wait for EC3 to call him Vic. Yeah. Hey Vic. Oh, EC, I love EC. Dude, oh, I love, so I love EC. Uh, that match he had with Marcel Bartel was real good. Yeah. Also, I like him. I really think. Okay. Marcel was Bartel's gonna be really good. Was Marcel, he on UK? Uh, he's from WXW. I must have just seen him on. He, a so he's part of Ring match. Conf with Walter in WXW. But he's, with, he's and he came out to the Ring Conf music. In, which was sick. Which was sick, and Walter is reportedly signing to NXT UK, mm-hmm. so I think we're maybe start might so, get a little bit of a mini There's some really cool recon. stuff that I was reading today. Apparently there's three different levels of NXT UK contracts. So there's the first one who, apparently the big news coming out this week was that WWE is closing up some, uh, some loose ends on some contracts, mm-hmm. making people not take bookings certain places, can't work against certain guys. Basically people... You can only work Progress, ICW, Fight Club Pro, WXW. Oh, and that's in the UK? And OTT. Yeah. Because they had sort of, so my understanding is that they had promised the wrestlers that they had a little bit more freedom to go work other places. There's three three tiers. Yeah. So, you have your lower level guys, just the randos that we were watching last week, let's say. Like, the random guys, they're, they're, they're unchanged, actually. Yeah. You can, you can go work wherever against whoever, nobody cares. There's the second level of guys, which are kind of your more mid cards. I'm guessing a little bit more like the Wolf Gangs or with coffees, mm-hmm. like guys like those guys who they're closing up. Like you can only work against certain people, blah blah blah. But you can still go work and do your thing uh, for the most part. <clears throat> now they have that top level who all received raises. That's the Pete Dunns, the Tyler Bates, the Trent Seven, Sonya Storm, like Mark Andrews. Probably Mark Andrews to be honest. They really like him. Mm. Um, Someone's got it. Matt's doing a stupid hand thing. It's that arm thing, dude. I can't get over how much I don't like that. (laughs) Oh, well, you want to say some hoi fives and stage dives? That's... I I love your guy's prejudice against him because he's a pop-punk kid. Yeah. But, like... He's, he's, I would have loved him five years ago. He's a great wrestler. And, like, I watched an Offshore of Gentleman with him where it's, like, kind of a shoot. Yeah. He's a normal dude. No, I, I no, love sure. watching him wrestle. It's that it's specifically his entrance that I just have to like turn away when it comes because on. it's so cheesy. Yeah, it's I missed that so airplane bad. once when he pretended he was an airplane. <laughs> but uh, guys like they're 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 more exclusive. Can only work certain things. I think now that they have to get all like taken pretty much through WWE. Yeah, it's basically going to be just progress. That's... Progress ICW Fight Club yeah. Pro and a lot OTT. of those a lot of those dudes only work progress anyways over there. Well, especially it's awesome they're getting a raise. Yeah. Well, and and they'll probably get to work WXW. But when they were when they originally signed, was it under the I uh, understanding that they could then also still work other places? It was under the understanding of that, but they also were signing like knowing that 
terms can change. Okay. And so the, the, like, that's why they gave him the raise. They rolled over some contracts for an extra year. They kind of renegotiated and said, hey, if you wanted to be with us, which they do because you get guaranteed money. You don't have to work as much. They do tapings once a fucking month. Yeah. Okay. And they're making now probably like NXT money. Because yeah. I'd heard that, but I was well, like... I think Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate like, are on different types of deals. They have yeah, to they have they're guess. doing both. I'm going to guess their deals also might include that they can't work again. Like, even working in progress and stuff, they're not going to be working against Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr. Well, I think, like, Osprey and, like, Sabre Jr. almost start, like, going to be done over there anyway. Yeah, like, I, I pretty much, they're not going to be allowed to wrestle against guys that are in New Japan. Yeah. And uh, Ring of Honor. But, ironically enough, Impact wasn't listed as one of them. Yeah. Huh. Because Impact is already basically working itself as an indie territory, anyways. They have such non-exclusive deals. And they people. like apparently like they're just trying to play ball a little bit more than WWE. Except they did pull LAX against fighting the Street Profits and Evolve, but they just said it was more so because they just didn't want their team losing to a WWE developmental team that's not even getting pushed on WWE TV. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it makes sense. sense. It's like okay, I fucking. Especially LAX is like. They're They're champions. They're champions in, like, their biggest tag team. So it's like, okay, I get it. You don't want, like, your top team. It's almost less of, like, Like a full... Yeah, me, like, full (laughs) pulling them off. More like, hey, let's do a different match for these guys. Yeah, so they'll end up fighting there again. Yeah. But, yeah, just a lot of really cool stuff as far as... People are really worried about, like, the UK scene. It's already getting oversaturated. So, honestly, for WWE, it was a very smart business move to do this. And as long as the guys are getting paid and as long as they're happy and as long as they're doing what they want to do. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I want what's best for the Because like, I was like, talent I like. I was like, do they just like change the contracts on people? But it makes sense if they like sort of renegotiated to be like, and we're going to give you more money, but we're going to restrict some of the things that to, the freedoms to you have. To offset that money you're not getting in, yeah. we're, giving, like, mm-hmm. we're, get, we're giving you more. Also, it's because like, um, what's his ass? Travis Banks got injured. Like... Three days before tapings. Oh shit! So like they mm. want to cut down on that shit too. Yeah, yeah. That makes which sense. is understandable. That like, totally makes sense. Just like, a smart business. Give give these dudes like these bigger like downside. It's called the downside guarantee. Like the minimum amount you're gonna make. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're hurt the whole year, as long as you're still under contract, you'll make this amount. Mm-hmm. And then you make more on top of it through merch and house shows and yeah and like pay per view bonuses and stuff. Give them a bigger downside guarantee, and then make it so they don't have to go work indies to like make up to, that like, money. To have a living, yeah, like, right. Make it so they only have to work like the select few big important dates, like for the promotions that they already work with. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's, it it'll be like a struggle for some of those indies for a minute, like to make it up. You know, like because mm-hmm. they're losing so many big names. They're losing some big names that they've worked with that they've used to like draw. But like, that's what you do to like build up new names. Like, there's still like plenty of talent over there. Like, mm-hmm. that aren't under these restrictions at all. Like, build them up and like get the get those like smaller names to be the draw for you now. And that's how you rebuild like a scene. Yeah, yeah. like when guys like um, Seth Rollins. Like, I'll even say fucking Austin Aries at the time for Ring of Honor. Um, when they were all leaving Daniel Bryan, they all left Ring of Honor. Everybody's like, oh, no, what's going to happen to Ring of Honor? But other people came. You got, like, the Adam Coles, the Bobby Fish, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, like, all these guys come up the Young Bucks, like, got re-signed. Like, 
They did so much more. Like, don't yeah. worry, shit's so, like, gonna be fine. Look at PWG. Like, PWG yeah. is like such a like different place <clears throat> than it was two years ago. Yeah. yeah, you have to like leave room for new guys. Like, I mean, that's the only way they're gonna get a chance. And like these indies and these smaller promotions, like while we get to see them put on the best matches and all this stuff, and in ring product is better than a lot of WWE stuff. They're getting paid a lot more. They're probably keeping themselves a little bit safer on certain things, at least on the NXT and NXT UK side of things. Mm-hmm. And if that's what they want to do, we should be supporting the people that yeah. say that we're yeah. fucking standing so hard. But then the moment they say, this is fucking bullshit, turning your back, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, like I want people to be successful. I want Pete Dunne to take a little bit of a break. Like, yeah, yeah. But I think I want him not to work as much because dude is fucking going to explode. Yeah, yeah, he's been working real hard. He's been hurt. He's just had a baby. Like, yeah. Let him, like, take a little bit of a little bit. There's of a, break a reason right now. why Will Osprey, like, he he'll fucking stub his toe and he'll like be out for a year because yeah. that dude's pushed himself so hard and so uh-huh. like, people complaining about this shit and about essentially giving them like these guys more money to take a little bit less bookings. Yeah, that's fine. Selling out isn't a thing in twenty. I I get that so it's like I a agree. bummer to not get to see. Like, those same people that you, like, really love going to see at, like, you know, indie shows around you and stuff. But, like, also the UK's had it so fucking good for the last, like, four, three, four, or five years. Like, the level that their indie scene has been at Mm -hmm. compared to where it was, which was absolute trash, like, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, before, like, ICW and Progress and stuff, like, started really, like, actually doing stuff stuff well mm-hmm. their indie scene was garbage like yeah so just keep and, just keep watching keep so paying like, attention. yeah like you still have really cool stuff going on like and like the next crop of indie talent's gonna like come up and mm-hmm. like like fill in that void and there's also like a lot of people who aren't even from there that make frequent trips over there and are still really good like who aren't under these same restrictions yeah like People like there's like David Starr and like a bunch of other people who are like over there all the time who are really good. Mm-hmm. And they'll be fine. Yeah, the indies gotta you gotta let a, let people leave. And they can if grow. you love something, you gotta set it free. You gotta let it make more money and have a good life. Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura. Work with Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about NXT this week. Um, Keith Lee and Lars Sullivan. Um, yeah, it was cool. That was a cool match. Yeah, I don't know how much I like Keith Lee's whole bask in his glory thing, just because he has this face and he seems so humble. Like it almost doesn't seem like it, doesn't, it fits his character. For me, I completely agree because I don't know him pre NXT. Yeah, so I'm like I I like it, assuming that it makes sense with his career that yeah. brought him to. Like this it's point. a cool like little gimmick thing, but like looking at him and being all smiley, he and doesn't all, seem like, like a basket my glory. Kind yeah, of he guy. doesn't seem like look at me. He seems like oh I'm here to to just wrestle and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, um, that was a fine match. Yeah, it was a cool match. Uh, you know, I, it's one of those things, too, where when you learn a little bit more about the wrestlers <laughs> and how they are uh, outside of the ring, it kind of affects how I feel about them. Like, yeah. With Lars, yeah. I'm like, man, <laughs> you're fucking you're lame, dude. Yeah. But, like, I love watching him wrestle, but I just can't believe he was saying he was fapping to Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I don't love watching him wrestle. I do, just because he's so a fucking scary looking boy. He is a scary looking guy, but 
I just think there's better big men out there. For sure, for sure. He yeah. just has such an and imposing He was in the presence. ring with him. And I, I, yeah, I love his yeah. take on that monster kind of character. Keith can do so it, much more than Lars. It's a weird mix of... Fuck, I forgot his name, but he was... It was Marcus Louis when he got shaved from a, a hair versus hair match against Enzo. It's the same like facial that like that he used to do in like Kane. It was just like they like compacted Kane a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like six ten, he's six four, but like same like build. Yeah, this kind of squished him down. Yeah. I'm uh, just glad that he's gonna be not in NXT because he's kind of like a roadblock of just like he takes up a lot of space in creative in NXT. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. He's probably going to go to SmackDown, I assume. Uh, I hopefully hope. they put him on Raw just to like, fucking... Put Bury that, him? Yeah. Put that big toilet away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn Mia, Matha him. Mia Yim versus Vanessa Bourne was cool. Mia Yim is good. I like yeah. Mia Yim but they, a lot. You could tell that they like her, too. Yeah. So they made sure and got a win back for her pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was also a video... I don't think they like Vanessa Bourne. No, because like she has no character like that they really show that much. Like she tried to like build this character. Her and Bianca to me are too similar. But like they show her like yeah. once every three months. Mm-hmm. She like like then loses and then goes away again. Yeah, she's just a jobber. Like her, the character that she's trying to build is just like not being portrayed by NXT on TV. Yeah, because like, okay. she like is trying to do like basically like a. Sexually, like a sexually empowered, a like, Scarlet Bordeaux on Impact. Uh, yeah, very, like, very much. Oh, because I'm not getting any of that from her character. On NXT. Yeah, it's not at all what they're showing on NXT. Like, everything that she does on social media and everything is very much that. But then they just do not portray that on TV. And I think they might have even told her to dial it back because, like, in the past, at least her ring gear was very much like looked very much like. Dom sub like gear. Yeah, yeah. And this time it was just like this is just athletic wear. Yeah, I thought so. it looked cool. It looked kind of like a superhero costume. <laughs> yeah, but it's not at all the characters she's no. been working yeah. on. Yeah. So I think they might have told her to dial it back. Yeah. Maybe. There's also a little video with uh, Kairi Sane, Dakota Kai, and uh, uh, Io Shirai. That yeah. was bad. No, I'm, it's no, it was bad. bad. It's bad. I liked it. I love it. Makes Kyrie. Kyrie Sane, I love I her love too. I, that's why I hated it. Yeah, because it makes Kyrie look fucking weak. Yep. I don't even remember. But I, I liked it because she's sad. But she I shouldn't be the, sad. She should be mad that she wants her title back. She wants her treasure back. That's true. But I was. I it, love, just, it portrays her like. Oh, I love but it was her. But I love the friendship between her and Io, and Io mm-hmm. hugged her and said she's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, I that's great. Her. But like. She should be, like, she was wronged. She should be wanting to go out for blood, out for justice. I mean, she is a pirate. and She yeah. should be making them walk the plank. Dakota Kai is just, I don't, I actually wasn't able to, like, fully comprehend what she was saying. Oh, yeah, I was They were holding remember. the mic kind of far away from her, and it's just, I'm Dakota Kai. I get kind of stuck I'm on Dakota. that. Dude, I get stuck on that accent. I've been listening to this, like, uh... Uh, like nice. murder podcast and like the guy who like does the stories has this like thick ass Australian like accent and it's, or a, a New Zealand accent sorry and it was just like they're a Kiwi yeah Kiwi. and I was just like dang I can't listen to what you're talking about because I'm sucked into this accent yeah Kiwi same, same sounds offensive also it is no it's not I, I no, know but it sounds like it is also Dakota Kai doesn't feel like she's not credible so like I don't like I understand why they're putting her in the room because she's a great wrestler and I like her, and I think she's great. 
But she's not credible with her character because no, she got her ass handed to her by Shayna Baszler multiple times mm-hmm. and unbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. I do love the UK crowd's uh, new chant for her. Do, 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 do. Dakota Kai. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then EC3 was mm-hmm. like cutting a little promo. was like, this isn't about you, the Undisputed Era. This is about you, Bobby Fish. Saw a very great thing that said, like, I'm going to be coming at you in all sorts of different ways you can't expect uh, a Bobby Fish. And someone on Twitter posted, like, I'm pretty sure this is something that Kyle has said outside of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Very true. I'm just like, are they going to give Bobby Fish a little, like, singles push? No. It'll It'll just be a match. Okay. Just a little spotlight on what he can do now that he's back. It'll be a match where EC3, like... Has it won and then Undisputed Era interrupts it. Either yeah. that or they, they're comfortable giving EC3 a win against him because he's part of a group and like a more of an ancillary character in said group. Yeah. Where I feel like the top guys are Cole and Roddy and then Kyle and Bobby. Yeah. Bobby's kind of the. I kind of I hope EC3 the, the wins because then I mean just to get. I him feel a little, he's about to get his ass called up anyways. Like he's just biting. Just time. to come up with a little clout, or like if they're gonna put him in a new storyline on NXT, give him a little clout with a nice win against Bobby Fish. That match with Marcel Bartel was really good. It was mm-hmm. good. It was a good. Marcel like, was really good. Marcel was really good, and EC3 looked good in it. I, I hope they do more to, with him. I feel like he dialed back that tan a little bit. No, it's still really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> it was just the lighting. He's just offensively tan. The, that's great. The cameras weren't up to the same standard. This yeah, week. I they, don't know why. It, I love it, but I just do. It, I kind of like do. It just it felt a little grittier. Ah, uh, just so good. Let me see here. Just looking at something real quick. Okay. Well, tell me oh. what happened on two hundred five live. Go ahead. Uh, it was good. I didn't get to catch all of it, so... Uh, the first match was Mike Kanellis versus... Uh, Me? No, uh, Noam Dar. And that was pretty good. Uh, Alicia Fox. <laughs> oh my god. I bet he's so happy to have better creative on the 205 Live. And then there was a squash match with uh, Akira Tozawa and uh, some guy that I didn't recognize and I was kind of half paying attention and then someone else came out and like helped Akira Tozawa beat the shit out of him and then was like, I respect you and he was like, sick. Uh, uh, Hideo Tommy? Oh no, wait, yeah, Hideo Tommy. Akira Tozawa's the one who yells. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, it's Hideo. Yeah. Ooh. But I don't know who it was. I don't know either. I can look it up. Yeah, look it up. I'm still getting familiar with the people on 205 Live because it's, I really like it but I'm not used to the, like, uh, all the characters yet. Mm-hmm. It's not like NXT UK is. It's like, oh my god, there are so many people that yeah. are legit, like, and I'm even familiar with about half of them through progress and stuff, but... Yeah. So I'm just like, wait, who is Skid, Sid Scala? He's <laughs> this tiny little boy. Yeah, but uh, the the main event was uh, Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa and Cedric. And that oh, was, Buddy was Murphy cool. almost died. On yeah, the, the match because he fell off the top rope. He gave a he had the old slippy poo on the old top Uh-oh. top rope, and every and him and Mustafa fell out of the ring. I'm but surprised then, that doesn't happen more. Honestly, me too. I was like, oh yeah, damn. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he hit his head, and then uh, but then Cedric and uh, Tony were able to sort of like keep it. Keep it exciting. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was good. <clears throat> nice. Good time. Yeah. All right, you said, what do you want to say? Uh, about what? You were looking something up. Oh, it was just a jobber. Oh, was it? it? All it says is jobber. 
versus Jobber. And the Jobber was just like, I respect you. No, uh, Arya Davari came out? Oh, Arya yeah, that's Davari, that's who it was. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, um, I know what happens with DC3 in the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you guys the entirety of the next month of NXT. Okay. So sit down. No, I'm kidding. I won't spoil that for you guys. I know Matt does like spoilers. I'm in the. I'm not gonna leave this room. No, I'm not gonna tell it either. Okay. It's not even on my phone anymore. Okay. Um, also, this is just another news note that I was reading. Um, so there is a lot of speculation as far as all elite wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, right now WWE doesn't give a fuck about them. About who? All elite wrestling. All elite. They're, yep, that's the elite guys. Oh yeah. They filed some trademarks. Reason why? They got no TV. Oh, yeah. And right now, the big thing is Impact is trying to negotiate a TV deal. So, wait, I'm a little out of the loop. Are they starting their own wrestling promotion? They are at least, from what the Bucks are saying, they are at least covering their bases if they want to. They, they Their contracts aren't up yet, so they can't do anything yet. Yeah, they can't be negotiating with anyone. They can't. Oh, Except but, who they're signed with. Yeah. But they're just getting some trademarks and stuff. So if they, so wanted, if they wanted to, yeah, yeah. okay. And, and they're also they're using it to troll people. Like they're covering their bases, but they've also like worn some Jacksonville Jaguars gear, yeah, and stuff like that, and like tweet about the Jacksonville Jaguars because that's who like the rumored like money behind the whole thing would be because <laughs> oh, okay. the family owns the Jaguars because one of the son the son of the guy who owns the Jaguars who's a billionaire is a huge wrestling fan <laughs> and like goes to shows and stuff like that and so they've like worn some Jaguars gear they've like Cody like tweeted something about the Jaguars like it could be real or but it's I probably think it's a, just, a nice mix of both it's a yeah. little mix of like hey we're considering this but also what, what's weird is that work, brother. right now WWE isn't really worried because you don't have a TV deal like you don't have a like, you don't have anything you can't sign anybody right now and so until they have a TV deal, it's just all speculation, and, and it's just all whatever. Yeah. They're going to be watching Impact, though, because they're, Impact's negotiating with Pop TV, True TV, Sci-Fi, and WGN America. Yeah. If they can get a good deal, which I don't think they will. No. <laughs> but if they can get a good deal, that means there could be some more money for some other people who are wanting some wrestling because live sports content and stuff like that is what they consider right now DVR-proof. Mm-hmm. Because you want to watch it then and there, it's mm-hmm. and it's so, exciting to watch it live. Well, and but if they get uh, those guys, it, people will care about Impact. Yeah, so that's well, a smart move. They for won't Impact. get those. They won't get those guys. Oh no, no, no Impact's negotiating just TV deals. Yeah, yeah. But, so they're not negotiating with all elite wrestling at all. No, they won't get those guys. No, they, no way. they are bigger than Impact. They, Impact puts on really good wrestling. Kind of sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, like at their best, they put on really good wrestling, and they're they are making some smart moves. But oh my god, am like, I the only one who's kind of annoyed with all this like elite stuff? Though? I just don't know. Oh, really, I am too. I don't like, care. It's like I'm just at the point where I just want to be at the point where we know what happens. Exactly. Like, like I really like that. I still love watching them wrestle and stuff, but I'm kind of just like get over yourself. Like it's fun, but. Jesus. I, I it's not even them that I don't think that it. they're as into themselves as I think it's all just a work. It's yeah. I know it's just so I feel like it's just so much of I, it. I'm not even as annoyed like I get that feeling a little bit, 
sometimes, like, where I'm just like, oh my god, I don't care. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm more annoyed with, like, just the wrestling world. Like, especially, like, wrestling Twitter and stuff like that just being, like extreme on every side of it. Maybe that's like, what it is. Is there's too many people are putting so much emphasis on it that it's where just like, uh, they're just having fun and like doing their thing and yeah. it's really like they'll put out like little trolley tweets and stuff like that and people make way too big a deal. I think that's it. what like, it is. It's just Cody, the deal that gets like, made out. Cody put a tweet out saying like, hey, who's some unsigned talent that should everyone should be paying attention to and stuff. And just like everyone's freaking out going, oh this means they're starting something. It's like no, like just have fun with this like they are like and then when it happens like that'll be like super interesting to see what actually happens in january yeah that's yeah. exactly like, the sentiment for I sure i just yeah. i'm just seeing it i'm basically ignoring it yeah. like yeah. i don't click any of the articles i saw a headline that said cm punk might consider going if they do it it's like uh, no, he, he, it's a, uh, yeah. he did an interview he's like i'm trying to absolve myself from wrestling it's like He's, yeah, he's he said okay. the same thing he always says, which is like a smart business thing to say. It's saying I'll consider any deals given, like mm -hmm. put in front of me. It's like, well, obviously, that means nothing. If they, you know, if they offered him somehow had the money to and offered him three million dollars a year to come like commentate, like yeah, obviously he's not gonna say that he wouldn't look at that. Right. Yeah, waste like, the money. Oh um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but you know, like that's what that is is th him just leaving it open like yeah but uh before we get too far off uh the topic because i just remembered i think they've been hinting on 205 at uh like tag titles Ooh. uh because there was a a segment this week with um with akira tozawa and brian kendrick who have been tagging they tagged up last week. yeah against uh, gulak and jack gallagher yeah and stuff and then there was a, a backstage interview with tony niece and buddy murphy uh not this most recent episode but the one before where uh buddy murphy had made some offhanded comment about like a tag division kind of a thing and so i don't know that could be pretty fucking so sweet you keep like hinting at that i hope they actually do it yeah but I thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. Is it time for our main event? Time for the main event. Oh, quickly, the NXT UK. Oh yeah. A women's. Oh, a women's yeah. champion that we've all known about. Oh god, for they months. finally did it. They fi yeah. we finally got to see the match. But yeah, it was Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. And Tony Storm got injured. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Did Tony Storm get really injured? She got injured actually in that match. Was it her yeah. back? Like she was selling? I don't remember what it was. This was yeah. months ago. Oh, it was back it... in June or July. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Because yeah, there was that like spot where they've she... done I think two other sets of tapings. Yeah. Are they yeah. still putting out two episodes a week? Yeah, it's too much, Jesus. dude. I can't. I love. I really am liking NXT UK, but I cannot keep up with it. Yeah, I. Jordan Devlin and Peter Dune had a really good UK title match. Nice. There were three Spanish flies in it. Jesus. It was buck wild. I'll have to watch that. That's badass. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was a really good match. Yeah, that women's match was really cool. And uh, I think it makes sense to have uh, Rhea Ripley be, like, the inaugural champion. Because it's, like, cooler to build up a baby face to take it off a heel than, like, to start it's it off a better with, like, story. a baby face. Have a baby face chasing. Yeah. So I still think Tony Storm will be, like, the champ in her, you know, in due time. Mm -hmm. Oh, so here's a real weird thing. I was just looking. So I was looking because I got some UK results. Then I pressed another button. Part of WWE's working agreements originally offered and agreed to were that WWE would have the right for the next several years, if they choose, to purchase the companies for an agreed-upon price and then shut them down so they would no longer compete with themselves with the idea that would take place when they were running full-time schedules in those markets. 
Oh my god. So they have the ability to just shut down all these indie promotions? Yeah, they'd have to give the owners, so let's say, Jim Smallman, for instance, mm. looks like high six figures of money, and say, bye-bye progress. Yeah. Damn. And then he just is a com- comedian and just lives the life. Yeah, I think he would just retire. Moved he to literally Port- just moved said... Moved to Portland. <laughs> he literally just said that he's semi-retiring from stand-up right now anyway. So. <laughs> he would just move to Portland, probably work with Defy. Yeah. yeah. Do huh. some comedy. Dang, that is scary. Eat, eat some w- vegan w- donuts. That is such a fucking machine. That is such a terrifying stipulation to have in those... No wonder, like, because at first, like, they were trying to get, like, RevPro and stuff, too. Yeah. It's wild. Jesus. God. So I just wanna, Please I don't. Just buy all these things. Please don't. They are WWE. such a fucking behemoth. <laughs> That's crazy. They just got all this money, and they just don't know what to do with it. Oh, like, yeah, it is so much better for them to have those other companies in existence and running. Yep. Like... Because how are you going to have people develop for you to steal? Yeah. And it's like, and it, it gives, like, just an alternative, and that's always better. Like, yeah. It's better to have an alternative. Yeah, because when people get sick of you, then Co- they, yeah, competition, they'll come back. Competition's healthy. Like, it's... When, it, any company that has a monopoly on something, just like, it, if, it's uninspiring. If you're tired of seeing people wrestle in a normal size ring, go watch an ICW match, and they're in, like, a tiny little, like, child size ring. Or, like, some of those progress shows where it's literally the size of, like, this room we're in. Oh, yeah. But right the electric here. ballroom shows that yes. are, like, mm. 200 people. Like, and that's rad, because, yeah. like, there's no guardrails, it's just this tiny, weird building, like... That's and cool. It's like, like fucking five by five box of a ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're up to a. They're always use a sixteen by sixteen now because they bought a ring. I know, but still, just so it still looks. It's very small. But yeah, that is fucking wild. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do that thing where you guys teach me something about wrestling. Except time to teach. I think. Oh, sure about wrestling. La la la. Matt's gonna do all the learning. I know. I like how it's been like. <laughs> let's do the segments where we teach me about wrestling, but you do such heavy uh, research on these topics. Yeah. Oh, and break this the one was, brother. But I don't fucking know shit. This about one this I was one. real excited. I feel this about. one's right in my wheelhouse anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put on my learning cap and I'm so, ready to learn. We're gonna talk about the summer of CM Punk. 2006 Ring of Honor. The summer of CM Punk. <laughs> um, we're gonna let's introduce the cast of characters. I'm Matt. Um, <laughs> there's I'm Kevin Nash. There's Chick, I'm Cole Cabana. How you doing? There's a chick magnet punk. Um, yep, Charles Montgomery punk. Charles I'm Montgomery chick punk. magnet Kevin Nash. Philip, Philip Brooks. Chicago. Um, Recently out at asshole, but not in like the worst way. He's just a dick to his friends. He's just a dick to his friends, and that's kind of not a surprise to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I watch professional wrestling today, um, the reason I even gave a shit about it, um, best speaker in the entire world. Notable Pepsi lover. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> um, then we got uh, John Cena was prominent in this. Uh, Notable actor. Vince um, McMahon. Former ECW Vince McMahon. champion Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, owner of the World Worldwide Alpha Entertainment. Entertainment. Walk with Elias, um, I think is what it is. XFL. XFL. <laughs> owner of the XFL. Uh, former All Japan Pro Wrestling star John Laurinaitis. Yeah. <gasps> what? Executive. <laughs> the executive vice president of talent relations. And at one point, interim general manager <laughs> of Rock. Yeah. Respecto. People. Power. 
Um, I'm Pork Nikki's mom. Uh, Triple H. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Are you uh, talking about his, the game? What's his real name? Paul Levesque. Paul Levesque. Are you, are you sure you're not talking the about game? the game? Motorhead lover. The destroyer. The creator. Kevin Nash's friend. Cerebral um, assassin. Part of, part of DX. Part of the clique. Um, yeah. A part of evolution. The chaperone. <laughs> they brought up that a lot in this. It was great. The chaperone starring me and Ariel Winter. Dude, so real quick, I love those fucking shitty WWE movies. But that one sucks so bad. I so bad. that one is like I've watched actually a few of them. Me and Tony used to. They all suck. But they suck. But I really like them. I really want to watch the Marines. They Snakes. can be like fun bad. That one is. They not have bad. no like actual character development. No, but it's just like huh, it's just fun because it's right like now. people I like watching wrestle act, and it's, yeah. like, just, it's just fun. Like just watch McGruber for that. Unironically McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> this man is packed with 74 pounds of homemade C4. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's start. So I watched 90 videos on YouTube about this. Okay, so we're going to start a little bit before that. Okay. We're going to start at the original Summer of Punk. Okay. 2006. <laughs> so this is when he was signing with WWE. It was reported he was going to sign with WWE. And... They all thought, I think those matches against Austin Aries was going to be his last match. Mm-hmm. And he fucking won. <clears throat> and they're like, wait, you're going to WWE. Well, he was the champion. Yeah. He had, signed had the Ring of Honor title when he was, like, going to WWE. Sounds like something Punk likes. He do. agreed with WWE that they'd let him finish out his dates, which was going to be that summer. He signed his contract on the Ring of Honor title in the Ring of Honor ring. Oh, damn. For real. So he goes and he is having the summer of punk. He drops his first pipe bomb, which he even called then. He's like, he used the exact same phrasing. He's like, when this is in anybody else's hand, this is a microphone. When it's in mine, it's a pipe bomb. Use it then. He just to a lot less people. Yeah. yeah. And so then he goes, cuts all these promos and everything. Does his storyline, which is awesome. He's just the biggest dick. And he was like an indie hero then. Uh-huh. Um, and this is in WWE. This is in Ring of in Honor. Ring of Honor. Oh, still. so so after he signed the contract, he was still he's in still Ring finishing of Honor. up his dates. Gotcha. Vince likes it. You're not gonna you're gonna keep your commitments. Yeah. I like that man. You're a man. It's your word. It's your bond. Now, excuse me. I gotta I gotta go hug a bunch of guys that aren't my son. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has that lose the title finally. Then has his final match against Colt Cabana after he loses the title. Cabana beats him. Great match, by the way. Like he like comes out to an uh, AFI song. I forgot what it's called. It's the one that's before leaving Song Part Two. Uh, Miss Murder, I believe it. <laughs> no, it's not. No, what? And they um, have a great Girls match. Not gray? It's not Girls Not Gray. It's the one before uh, leaving Song Part Two. Um, on the record, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's on Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Great match. He cries in it. Everybody's like cheering for him, and so they they get this really cool storyline. So he signs WWE, gets sent to OVW. He's not happy there initially. Gets like really weirdly thick because he's like, oh, yeah, I, I gotta thick be punk is weird. I saw that because he was saying like I felt like I had to bulk up because these guys are big. Yeah, and everyone's like, you look weird, dude. <laughs> It wasn't like good thick. It was just weird thick. Yeah, there was no a lot seat. in his face too. <laughs> it was just a cat. Yeah. It like all went yeah. to his face. <laughs> um, so that happens. He's with OVW. 
everybody's pissed off. He's a little mad that he's he thought he should go back to the main roster, which you can't, you can't, whatever. It happens. Um, he there hooks up with Paul Heyman, who's running developmental at the time. <laughs> they just kiss. That's where he. This is the summer of love. <laughs> Can you think of a grosser combination? Yeah, uh, Joel Gertner from ECW and Paul Heyman. Yeah, but that's Still. about it. Paul Heyman, I think, just really makes things. A little... The fact, just the difference between Heyman and Punk, makes it the grossest. Opposites Punk. attract. Let me tell you, I'm the advocate for my own penis. This magic <laughs> moment. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> just just <laughs> Paul Heyman and CM Punk doing the dirty dancing dance. <laughs> That's what I was in my head thinking. But like CM Punk is lifting up Paul. Yeah, Heyman. exactly. <laughs> so I um, mean, like he kind of gets on Paul Heyman's radar, and he's trying to learn everything he can about wrestling and the business, and even how to like do the shows and production. He's just really just trying to learn everything. Notable Paul Heyman guy. Notable Paul Heyman guy. It's coming to play later. Um... So Punk is just getting fucking his just getting put over huge by Heyman to the to the boys in the back and to the the upper like guys in the upper echelon like the, all the executives. Hey, we got to bring him up. He should be on Raw. He should be on SmackDown. He's my guy. He's my number one draft pick. You should be building <laughs> the everything. curse of Heyman loving someone. <laughs> it is the curse of yeah. Heyman loving someone. And so everybody already was like, oh well, fuck this guy. Then they he had memos to fire Punk multiple times. Tommy Dreamer, who was working at that time as talent relations, had memos to fire CM Punk to finish him up so they could release him, and they never did. Tommy Dreamer was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I'm too busy eating White Castle. Tommy. 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 I love Tommy Dreamer's like podcast voice because he always just sounds like this. He's, uh, he's so depressed sounding. <laughs> I just flew 63 hours across. And all I, I like to imagine Tommy Dreamer in his free time just drops himself on his head. No, in his free time, all he does is eat fast food. He talks about it. Yeah, he nice. said that he would rather, like, he would rather eat fast food than do drugs and do everything. He loves fast food. I mean, dude, fast food's a drug in itself. It is. There's documentaries about it, dog. <laughs> I'm addicted to nugs. Yeah, dude. Ten for a buck at BK. Dude, fuck, you get a hundred nugs for ten bucks. Dude, can you believe? Like, that's fucking wild if you think yeah. about that. But back to punk. So he. Paul Heyman was starting up ECW again. They're doing whole that, that whole thing. He's like, my number one draft pick is Punk. I'm going to build ECW around Punk. And so everything happens with that. Um, Punk gets a good sizable push coming out the gate. Yeah. Um, then uh, December to dismember. If I may, sir, CM Punk wins with the Anaconda Vice over every single person in the Elimination Chamber. The first person he beats is the Big Show. Who with is the, the Anaconda Vice. He is the current champion. And then he waits, and then Bobby Lashley comes out, and he beats him with the Anaconda Vice. So that's the night Paul Heyman <laughs> quit or got fired, depends on who you ask. <laughs> Because it, the it real, was the worst pay per view in WWE. The history. real booking was Bobby Lashley wins. He's the face of ECW. So all that happens, and Punk kind of just gets thrown by the wayside. He finally does get the ECW title, but they never really put a lot of stock into him. He gets drafted over to Monday Night Raw. Does a whole thing with that. Wins the Money in the Bank, which is a fucking ribbon itself. He Wasn't thought, it, that was the one that was supposed to be Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy got suspended yes. for wellness violation right before the match. And so Punk has a pretty sizable following is the thing. Mm-hmm. So 
they're they're like reluctantly kind of gonna go with him. This is 2008 by this time. So just real quick, when CM Punk came into the WWE, he had a very big following already through his like Ring of Honor and independent yeah. stuff. Was, was he kind of one of the first ones to have that sort of following? Coming, one of the going first indie guys. One of, one of the first indie guys that be able to actually do something. Like Evan Bourne for himself before coming in. Like him and Evan Bourne were the two yeah. guys. Like at least for a while, there was a time when there was like some guys who were had that following kind of from like Japan and the independence, and then like WCW ish, like Guerrero and like Ben yeah. Watts have kind of had that of like if you were a super smart, you knew them. From before even WCW. Okay, but it'd been a while. Like there's a big gap when there's no competition, when there's no ECW. Like, but for as far as like the modern, people. the modern day sort of like uh, almost like commonplaceness of it to have like indie stars come in. He was sort of the front end of hey, that. Evan Bourne, Gary Albright, which was known as Gunner Scott, um, Jay Bradley, Ryan Braddock, those guys. Or almost all Chicago guys and Midwest guys, but they're kind of the ones who got their foot in the door first, and they all kind of floundered really quick. I said the for, only name I know from that is CM Punk, except for <laughs> Punk and Evan Bourne, who's Matt Seidel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, he fucked himself. Well, that's a totally different story for a different day, for a different episode. Exactly. So Punk is just kind of mid card and shit. Um, I'll kind of start to speak. So he wins the title. He's put on the back burner as a champion because that is when a red hot HBK versus Y2J feud is happening. Mm-hmm. The one where H- uh, Shawn Michaels, his wife, gets punched in the face by Jericho. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for real? Yeah, on accident. And they're like, this needs the title, sorry. So they get the belt off of him in the worst way. They punt him in the head. He, backstage. Backstage. Before a scramble match. Where he just doesn't even get... It was an elimination chamber. It was a scramble match. Was, I thought it was an yeah. elimination chamber it's this, match. No, it's a scramble match. That Brian where, Kendrick was the champion for a minute? Uh, well, there was one pay-per-view that had three scramble matches on it. So <laughs> Was it Night of Champions? Yeah, something like that. I just listened to the uh, Pritchard show okay. about this pay-per-view that's a shit show. And so that happens. Punk never really loses the title. Even in his like feuds he had, yeah. like he wasn't getting put over big. Yeah. Jericho replaced him in the scramble match after already having a match earlier in the show. Yeah. And then wins the title. So then he gets in a tag team with Kofi. <clears throat> they do fine. He wins like the Intercontinental title. Him and Regal have a cool feud actually cuz he really respects Regal and he likes him and he's get he's still like building his popularity. WrestleMania comes again. That's when he said money in the bank. He wins money in the bank. And this time, he fucking catches in on Jeff Hardy. He's been a babyface this whole time. Mm-hmm. Catches in on Jeff Hardy after a giant fucking ladder match he had mm-hmm. um, at Extreme Rules. And he almost loses, then finally hits him again with the go-to-sleep wins. This starts his big feud against Jeff Hardy, where he turns heel, starts making like talking about his drug use and how that's what's been hindering Jeff. Is and that where the straight-edge society came from? Yes, that's where it starts going, because this is where he starts his like, straight-edge messiah character. Okay. And this is what starts a lot more of the frustration of Punk. He was doing great with him and Jeff Hardy were having a great feud. He beats him in a Loser Leaves Town match. Um, that's where the last time Jeff Hardy was seen on WWE TV mm-hmm. was in that cage match. And then the next, the next week on SmackDown, here comes Punk, dressed up as fucking Jeff Hardy, <laughs> in a great moment. 
So that happens, and he has a great feud, and he then has a feud with The Undertaker, earns his respect, actually, in the ring, put on great matches, but he loses the belt to Taker, does the Straight Edge Society thing. I think that might have been the first one I watched with you, the yeah. first pay-per-view I ever watched. Really? It was either that or Punk Brock, which was... Well, that's way later. So I watched Punk Taker. Was that, like, eight years ago? Uh, 2010, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that's the first pay-per-view I ever watched. 2010? Yeah, so somewhere around there. Yeah. All lines I, up. I remember, like, I tweeted something. I was like, wrestling's so stupid. And then two hours later, I was like, wrestling's sick. And then you watch Raw this week, and you're like, wrestling's so stupid. <laughs> so he loses the belt. They just try to sign And they're doing great stuff, getting so much heat. And then, for whatever reason, they just break him up. So Punk's frustrated. His ideas aren't doing anything he's not going anywhere on the card he injures himself he gets all these promises made to himself he's just been frustrated Cause, so I watched his documentary which is on the network which is good yeah. because like in real life he's not fucking happy he's not happy with his spot he feels like he should he's be he's ever happy yeah. given, it does seem like he's pretty transparent like <laughs> in, in, in the ring so, like, he, he, I, I, he never feels like he's given his due well, because, like, Vince has, you know, he owes him three or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, and so we're up now to around 2010. He's just doing commentary. He's injured. He joins the new Nexus. And he is the TV feud for John Cena, while The Miz is going to be the Mania feud. And he felt he just had the biggest run as the heel, as the best heel in the company, which I agree with him, because that straight of society stuff was over so huge. Wasn't that the first time we got to see Big Luke Gallows? Yep, yep. And people hated them. They tried to charge the ring. He had people yelling at him, throwing didn't, stuff. It didn't was, they shave someone's head in the ring? They shaved multiple people's heads in the <laughs> ring. Um, oh my god, I can't think of her name Serena right now. Deep? Serena Deep, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she yeah. became like his like his little minion with Luke Gallows. Then Adam Cole made her drink. <laughs> and then um, he had that awesome match against Ray at Mania. They just then just weren't really doing anything with him. He was doing the commentary thing, joined the new Nexus. He was told he was going to be John Cena's TV feud, and he was pissed. And they, at, at that time, they kept trying to get him to re-sign. He was done. He was burnt out. He didn't want to do it. He was sick of it. He was sick of wrestling. Yeah. And so on that night in June, he comes out and says, hey, my contract's running out next month. <coughs> and then he delivers his famous pipe bomb promo. And is that was it, it was a shoot? So they just said, hey, here's a mic. Go where your grievances. Go say whatever the fuck you want. Not really worried about what he was going to say. They say, once it gets too far, we're going to cut you off. Mm-hmm. He's smart enough to not just jump straight into something. Like, yeah. Right. right. Um, and he cuts one of the best promos I've ever heard in my and life. And that's the one where he's sitting cross-legged at the top. Wearing, wearing Stone, Stone Cold, Cold shirt. shirt. Yeah. Says, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. He says, hi, Cole Cabana. Yeah, he just pretty much says that he's been the best thing going in that company since day one, that they never believed in him. He never gets the opportunities that guys like John Cena get. He never, because he doesn't kiss ass, he says there's a bunch of glad-handing, nonsensical douchebag yes-men like John Laurinaitis (laughs) who will tell Vince everything he wants to hear. Mm -hmm. He says idiotic daughter and doofus Mm son-in-law. And he says, I think it's funny that we have this anti-bullying campaign and then... My That's cut. what they cut off. He's <laughs> like, I got a funny story about Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. And it cuts off. And then um, he talks about how he's going to leave. He drops Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. He said he's going to split just like Brock split. 
except for this time he's going to be the one taking the title. Yeah. And so that, like, blew up the wrestling world. I was watching at the time. I called Brady. Mike Brady... <laughs> You need to watch wrestling. You need to watch tonight. Brady was about to be done with all of wrestling. He was just like, like I wasn't he was watching out of- wrestling at all. Like Mm-mm. I had stopped in like 2005. I had not like I'd like occasionally like if it was on I'd watch like and have no idea what was going on. Like I ran remember randomly watching like The Shield once like <laughs> and stuff like in that gap. But I remember hearing about like the pipe bomb like. This was before, this was like a maybe early Twitter days. I wasn't like part of wrestling Twitter at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I heard about it, but like, I remember hearing about I it. I think Eastside made me watch it, and I just didn't understand it from a wrestling aspect, but CM Punk is probably the most charismatic person on the mic. Yeah. Like, I remember at the time, I. I stopped watching uh, like a year or so after like he had come around, and I just thought he was so annoying. <laughs> I was like, CM Punk's so annoying. Straight edge stuff is so like at the time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like looking back at it now, it's like seeing how much I don't know, like what he was doing was just so much like different than the stuff I was mm-hmm. used to. That's like, oh, that I you know, I wish I would have had more of an appreciation for it at the time. But I didn't. So he drops that pipe bomb. The next week they suspend him. Um, they, I don't think they were ready for what it was going to do, because apparently it was a sellout in the back, which means all the boys in the back was like, oh my god, yeah, what yeah. the fuck just happened? Yeah, sellout at the monitor. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, it just rocked the wrestling world. They didn't know what to do, they just knew they had to sign him. They had to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. So they have these awesome segments, and I can pass this to you, because this is where, this is where your research actually really comes in. I only wrote down a little bit, but I'll... I'll, I'll see what I remember. Yeah. I watched 90 videos in two days. Um, so, uh, this is when his John Cena feud starts? Yes, this is when his John Cena feud starts. Um, so him and John Cena had some of the best, like, promo-offs. Like, there were parts where half-hour segments would just be John Cena and CM Punk talking. That long? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah no joke. Like, no wrestling... Just talking, because that's what they were better at. Um, um, I talked to Zach about this outside. I don't think CM Punk is the best wrestler ever. I don't think he was great in the ring. His moveset was cool. I like some of his moves. But I also only watched him against John Cena and Alberto Del Rio. So, I I think I, I said to you, like, there are people doing his style better now. Because, like, he laid that groundwork for mm-hmm. people to, like, bring that indie style to WWE. And people have expanded up upon it and, like, mm-hmm. grown upon it. He was a great salesman and everything, too. His um, trainer, he still even said Cole Cabana is a way better athlete than him. He trained both of them. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's There's said something that... awkward about CM Punk that, like, since I missed CM Punk, going back and watching, I was like, there's something really awkward about him in the ring that I can't put my, like... Being wrong, really? And I think God, letting like, his ass. His kicks are weird. Like, his kicks look like someone who doesn't know how to kick, but kicks a lot. Like, and I've never quite been able to fully explain, like, what's it's, weird about him. He's but... sloppy, but in a way that isn't awful. Yeah. It, like, everything, it looks almost like... It almost makes it seem a bit more real because it is so sloppy and not as mm. polished. It's yeah. in a way that's worse looking back now. Like, yeah, 
it because like people are doing a similar style to him, but are so much more polished than yeah. him now. It's like uh, when you listen to like bands that are super like polished, and it's like that's good, but it's just good. And then you hear bands yeah. a little more gritty, Where's and it's the like, heart? yeah, it's just like oh, that's got a little bit of funk on it. Yeah. It's I like, like that. It's like, yeah, it maybe they're not playing to a click, but like that give or take of the tempo. Right, like, where things mm-hmm. can kind of like fluctuate with the tempo a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, it just feels like something's breathe, like it's real. It's it like, feels you, real. And that's why it, it mm-hmm. felt a little bit more real, like not like that polish. And also, yeah. like, people weren't working super stiff in WWE no, not at, all. at the time. And a lot of his moveset only works if you're stiff. Mm-hmm. The go to sleep looks like <laughs> fucking shit if you are safe. If you aren't like at least real snug about it. Like You don't put that knee in their fucking face. <laughs> you because you can see the like the gap between your knee and their face. Yeah, yeah. So distinctly, especially working to, in WWE, working to a hard cam. Oh, definitely. Which is something, something like he never was doing in, like, Ring of Honor and stuff before that because the production was less everywhere else he'd worked. Yeah. So, like, if you... Like, his whole... Like, the knees and, like, kicks and stuff, like, that striking style mm-hmm. looks like shit if you aren't, like, landing stuff. Yeah, like, three inches could look like a mile away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so him and Cena have incredible promos where, like, uh, Punk is like, John, you've become everything you hated. Uh, he tells him he's become the New York Yankees. I think that show was in Boston? Yes. Um, and yeah. John's from, from Boston. Boston. From oh, West from Newbury, Newbury, Massachusetts. You, you get John's accent in this more than I've ever heard. Excuse he'll just me. What accent? <laughs> he'll just like <laughs> go in and sound like fucking Mark Wahlberg. No, like, it's fucking wild. Like because I think it's, I think it's just him talking naturally and not trying to put on a persona. Yeah, and like and, let, and his just real voice because go watch early Cena and he has more of that accent. Yeah. Oh, but. go watch early Cena, but give yourself healthy breaks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, go watch a lot of it. Yeah. I don't know. But when he's rapping and he's talking <laughs> he's, about oof. dick. Yeah. Cena is when he's with Punk, he's just as good as Punk on the mic. He, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's like, a perfect straight man foil to Punk. Like, yeah. But it, like, it was just they're a perfect feud. It was mm-hmm. so impressive uh, because they're everything the other person like the other person isn't, and they represent two very different sets of very diehard fan bases. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's they really are perfect enemies. Because John Cena is the corporate, like, golden boy, and CM Punk is the guy who is, like, fought and, like, clawed to get it's his, like his place cool, in the stand. It's a in different, the, the it's different, but it's, like, the closest thing we've gotten to the dynamic of, like, Stone Cold and The Rock, since Stone Cold and The Rock is, like, yeah. Stone Cold was, like, you know, the, like, fuck authority, like, do what I want, and The Rock was, like, I will do anything to get ahead, I will sell out, Yeah, my, like, I will sell my soul to win. Yeah. Like, literally the first time he, The Rock ever won a title was selling his soul to the authority to win. <laughs> like, uh, but both still great on the mic, and like, really good in the ring. So, like, that's, the, like, the closest to that dynamic we've ever gotten since then. Yeah. Also, Michael Cole was like the color commentator during this part, which was weird. Um, he was like the Corey Graves role. Oh yeah, that was, was doing, weird. Who was doing play by play with the JR? Um, it was uh, King Lawler. Oh yeah, and then who else was there? Taz at that point. No, Taz would would have been because JR comes back. 
Um, I don't remember. I think it might have just been Cole Muller. They haven't had this giant fixation around three-man dudes. That's been a more recent thing. Okay. Um, but there's also, their general manager is a mystery person who's emailing Oh, them. the anonymous raw general Did manager. Did they ever say Those who that was? Hornswoggle. Okay, okay. Um, okay, here's an, in the, like, late to mid-2000s, if they didn't have an answer to a mystery storyline of some kind, the answer was it was Hornswoggle. Hell really? Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> I wish Vince McMahon's was... bastard son. Hornswoggle. Yeah, I wish he was the leader of the Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> That's me. Um, so this all bleeds together for me. So Cena and Punk uh, have a match at... So you missed one of the biggest... I watched a lot in a short amount of time. One of the biggest... Like, it's okay, Derek. I don't know. Uh, sex well, I don't, a little bit. That they had was the, uh, the contract negotiation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon and CM Punk. Yep. Because... This was before he won it? Yes. Okay, okay. So this is going into Money in the Bank 2011. Also, Vince is fucking incredible in this. Vince is a lot of things, and being (laughs) a fucking phenomenal character is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because Punk fucking lays into him. And like he just he's so good at like roll like I don't know why he doesn't let people do Aha. this because he's like yes he's like since you want to do this since you want to shoot huh Phil I call you Phil we're shooting right <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like watching really good improv and and he's but like, it's not funny though. Yeah, yeah. And he's like you need to apologize for letting guys who love wrestling like who like letting go guys who love wrestling like Cole Cabana like Luke yeah, Gallows like fucking Harry Smith you need to apologize. For fucking making wrestling a dirty word. He's like, they deserved it, you son of a bitch! Huh. Well, I just pissed my pants. What now, Phil? Your move. Um, But yeah, th- this is where uh, Punk requests... Um, a private jet. A private jet. But not recycle the old one, because yours smells. <laughs> like farts. <laughs> I pissed that jet. Um, ice cream bars. That's a big thing. Yes. Because yeah, they um, just brought back the ice cream bars. That segment is just so good. And then that's where Cena comes in, is at mm-hmm. the end of that one. That was like a 26-minute video. Yep, yeah. It's so good. And, like, the dynamic with Vince and him, because Vince is like, Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do, hug my son or something? He's like, he's like you got me over a barrel. <laughs> It's actually, he's like, I don't want you all to do. I'm me over barrel. And it's really weird watching because these two people hate each other in real life, right? No, Vince loves him. Oh, okay. Vince, like, oh loves yeah, it was him. Triple H. Though. Triple H and CM Punk. Yeah, we'll get to the, those promos it seems in a like minute. Vince really respects when people can sort yeah. of like no. fucking push back. Actually, a bit. No, that's he, what everybody says. That's Vince what gets you likes over. it when you stand up. Like to Kevin him. Owens, I think has gotten as far as he has because he just. Doesn't give a just fuck. Like yeah. boils through just. But he does, like it's not giving a fuck. But at the same time, it is like you giving the most so of a fuck. That, like, like, yeah, you're you gonna stand having up. enough respect for the business that you're in. You gotta be a fucking man. It is standing not like up. my little bastard sunshine. <laughs> it is standing up for yourself and like pushing for what you believe in until the last minute. And if the answer's still no, still going out and doing what you're the told best to do. you can. Yep. Yeah. That is like the recipe for. I think maybe that, I just figured it out. Vince like doesn't want to hug Shane because he doesn't go against him. Shane, maybe if you had jumped off the cage. <laughs> okay, Dad, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Except the only time he ever went against him was leaving the company, which is like the wrong kind of going against yeah, him. Yeah, you don't want to do that for him. Was like leaving the company to go do his own thing, which is not. Oh, you gotta be here. Gotta be suckling on my teeth. <laughs> so they have like that phenomenal segment. Him and John Cena have these phenomenal fucking contract signing segments. Um, there's this war of words, like. Essentially, it is if John Cena loses the title, he gets fired. CM Punk, if he wins, he's leaving with the title. Mm-hmm. He has not signed the contract. And I think one of the reasons why it's so good is because it was blending real life and wrestling. And it was doing it in such a creative way. Um, like, you don't really see shit like that happen. Right, because the lines were really blurred of what's real and what's yeah, not. So... Money in the Bank just happened to be in fucking Chicago. Yeah. yeah. CM Punk's hometown. So the stipulation on the match is if John Cena loses, he's, he's fired. fired. He's fired. And if CM Punk... Something you died will never happen. Like, yeah. And so that's why, like, going again, you're like, something's gonna happen. It's also at Money in the Bank. Alberto Del Rio wins Money in the Bank that you're... Okay, you have a heel win Money in the Bank. You have John Cena, like, locking it fired. Like, Punk's not... There's no way he's gonna walk so out. So the stipulation is, if, if Punk wins, he's leaving with the title. Yeah, he, and, he and Cena will lose. And, and he'll be fired. Yes. So, so the expectation going into the match is, there's no way Punk is winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, you know the safeguard, like, well, this is the Money in the Bank, this is the main event. So if, like, see, uh, Punk does when they try to swerve you, they yeah. have Money in the Bank guy come and cash it in. Start a feud between those two, like, mm-hmm. Punk goes away, goes back to Ring of Honor. But um, yeah, and it's in Chicago. So if if anyone hasn't fucking yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it, like I remember, like after the first time I saw this, I showed it to Anya to see, like you want to hear the loudest pop you will ever hear, like. I mean, it's like back in the day when people thought it was real. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's louder is... pop than like Stone Cold glass mm-hmm. breaking pops, which are like the loudest pops ever. This yeah. is also important. CM Punk is coming out to kill switch engage at this time. Yeah. Which not, is sick. Not living color. There's a reason that's important. Okay. And so they have a match. It's one of the first ones in a very long time. He rated five stars by the Wrestling Observer. And was the last one until this year. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Or so. Johnny Gargano just was fucking when you had two of them in a row <laughs> and then also the ladder match which is wild yeah but that's neither here nor there they put on a great match mm-hmm. it is a great story the crowd is on fire the entire mm-hmm. match i'm getting goosebumps talking about it because yeah. i watched this match live yeah the, if the signs that say like if punk loses we riot is mm-hmm. like it feels legit a like, steel which is a trainer in cole cabana were their ringside yeah. Like, and they didn't even know what was happening. They didn't know what was going on. They just knew that like, Punk's, Punk was gonna be in this fight, and like, he's he may be leaving, he may not. He didn't fucking smarten up. He but came, his hometown he crowd, he came the boys. Yeah, that hometown crowd for CM Punk was going absolutely ape shit. Like, yes, they let that crowd like the crowd reaction breathe for so much longer than they normally do. Like once CM Punk comes out, it's like a full five minutes before. Cena comes out. And when Cena comes out, it is so much booze. And he is so fucking smart about it. He doesn't play to the crowd. He is just straight laced like, like business man. Like, what I'm like, doing is business. Yeah, and like but he also is like remaining in character going like I think this is bullshit. Like he doesn't 
like the way that like McMahon is treating Punk either. But yeah. this is his job to go out and win that title. His job they is to actually, go and be the man because I'm not losing it. They yeah. actually like agreed with each other a lot in their promos. Mm-hmm. They weren't really fighting each other. They were in a f- weird both way. fighting for what they like stood for and believed in. Yeah. And the other person just happened to be in the way of that. Uh, good storytelling. It's almost like Brett and Sean. Just mm-hmm. a lot less somas. Let's sum it up, brother. Let's sum it up and a lot less homophobic things. No, yeah. no just a bunch of macho bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that comes later. Yeah. So the match happens. It's great. During the match, John Laurinaitis makes his debut as an yeah. on-screen character. Oh, that was his debut? That was his debut God. as a screen character at that time. Yeah, it, dude. Him and Vince come out, and you're like, oh, God, they're going to do a fucking Montreal screwjob thing. Because Vince's like, ring the bell, ring the bell. And so John Cena, being the fucking Boy Scout that he is, is like, no, no it's not happening. Not this. like this. Yeah. Not like this. Lays that out was, was that real or not? Because that, that was a story. That was a story. story. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I thought. But it was so good. He's like, no, yeah. not like this. Lays out Laura Knives with a fucking stiff punch. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I, I think it's like, this is for all the boys. <laughs> Ouchie, Vince. That hurt. Maybe you should come and you put a stick on it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so, going to bork your mom-in-law in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get back at you. God, wasn't it that's... weird that the Bellas... Try to seduce me on TV, and then I seduce their mom? Isn't that wild? <laughs> so then, once he goes back in the ring, Punk gets the GTS. One, two, three, the place was fucking nuts. Yep. And Vince then, gets on the headset says, Whoa, get me down, get me down, get me down. Before that, they, like, sw- they, like, set that up so perfectly, because the f- Punk hits a GTS, and Cena, like, falls out oh, of the, the ring the mm-hmm. first try. So it's like, oh, fuck, they're giving him the visual win, like... He should have won there, but then Cena's gonna end up winning. But he still ends up getting it. Like, and isn't that when Punk just like books it out the door? And so Alberto comes. He hits him with one of his uh, Zach's awkward favorite, kicks. One of Zach's favorite kicks. That one is actually all right. It's pretty decent. Yeah, pretty good in the ring. Yeah, but no, hits him with the kick, and then runs out, blows a kiss to Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and it was such a cool picture. And then and the crowd's just like. Jumping, dude! Like yeah. everyone's off their pay per view goes seats. off the air with him at the top of like the crowd, like running into like belt. about to run into a car. So he ran straight into a car, then he went and put the title belt in his fridge and drink water. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, he said he was really thirsty. That's why he put it in there. Put, put oh yeah, because he just went home. Yeah, he yeah. just went home. So he put the title in the fridge. Yeah, because there's keeps a bunch it of fresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so they have a. They don't mention it the next week, so I'm like, cool, they're fucking keeping this uh, shot. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, Raw. Then, like, they have a tournament for the WWE title, which Rey Mysterio won. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Fucking Cena. That was, like, the next week. I think Rey Mysterio wins. Yeah. Then fucking Cena just challenges him after he had a match against The Miz. And Rey Mysterio's like, yeah, I guess I better do it unless I need to have knee surgery today. <laughs> so he fucking does it and loses. So Cena challenges a guy who's already fought. Won the title, beats him for the title. Mm-hmm. Both baby faces. It's the most fucking like lol Cena wins thing of yeah. literally of all time. Wait, so so Ray Besides wins the next. Ray wins the qualifier match. Wait, Ray wins the tournament. Is and, WWE and becomes oh. WWE champion at the like so for, have, for half an hour. So the, did this introduce a new title? Yes. It's really, a, it's a replica belt. You can tell because it's smaller. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the day after they announced the tournament. 
They do the tournament. The next week, they have the finals match. Miz versus Ray. Ray wins. He's a champion. Cena then challenges him. The same Raw beats him. Lil Cena wins as champion. So Ray was title holder for all of a couple hours? At most. Yeah. One yeah. during... Right, that was... this was Less than an episode of Raw. Because Jesus. Raw used to be two hours at that point. Okay, so yeah, wow. Maybe an hour. And so he was a champion, though. Go Ray. Then some mysterious music hits. Oh, you hear some static? Look in my eyes! Living Color plays. What do you see? Sadly, their only good song. Because that song fucking rips. And I tried to listen to them. That song fucks. The first time I heard that song, I was like, this band's badass. I listened to one of their songs, I was like, that song's badass. That's a good song. It's a fucking bummer, because that song is so good. There's really, really good parts of songs, but a lot of them are just too long and kind of too funky. Yeah, yeah. Literally funk inspired. it's... That song's great. It was still... It's such a good song, and then... But they play, like, half the song, and everyone's like, what's happening? And <laughs> Oh, wait, and before this... Be- wait, before this, sorry. They tease a return, because they're like... Wait, was was Vince fired at this point? No? So he leaves twice? Who? Punk, and comes back? He didn't leave. He left, he left that one time. Vince isn't fired yet. Wait, but I, so wait, did Punk so? Because they teased it with Jr. coming back. Oh, was Punk inch? I don't remember. Fuck it. I watched ninety videos. How long was from from Punk's two title? Weeks. Punk's title win. It was, yeah, it was like it's two, a really missed two opportunity. Two opportunity. They should have drawn. I think it was that like out. either two weeks or two episodes of Raw. Yeah, they totally should have drawn that out. Yeah, but um, so yeah, his music comes out. But he did show up to some indie promotions with the title. Uh, oh, so it was AAW, I'm pretty sure, or yeah. AIW, with Gregory Iron, who has uh, cerebral palsy and is a wrestler. Oh. So everyone's just fucking rocking out to this Living Color song, not yep. knowing what it's go- what's going on. Yeah, they're just like... And then... They looked in their eyes, what did they see? And then Chick Magnet Punk came out? Yeah. With a title? Yeah. Did John Cena also have his title? Yeah. yeah. And so Did they, they have a title fight? two titles. And so they both raised it, and then Punk raises higher, and the crowd cheered even more. And so um, it was just fucking wild. Like it, it was such a weird time in wrestling because it was getting hot, and like he was getting interviewed by Jim Rome, GQ magazine, like all this shit. Like people were talking about wrestling. And people were oh, talking yeah, about that wrestling. was all before this. Yeah. Vince got fired before this. Was it? Yeah. Was it that? It might have been that next week. Yeah. Uh, was, who fired him? Triple H. Triple H. And then Triple H became the new COO. Oh. Yeah. And they do kind of a Corvo storyline with him for a very long time. Nice. <laughs> it was way better, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I forgot because at that point it wasn't really inherently involved in the, uh-uh. the storyline. Yeah. It was a long time ago. I didn't watch any videos. It's all from memory. <laughs> And so what happens is they book the big match. The big one. The big title one. versus the big title. <laughs> the un- the undisputed championship match that's gonna be at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So Summerfest. The Summerfest. And so they have that match. Punk wins again. Mm-hmm. But then <laughs> everyone's favorite person. Everybody's favorite person. Big Daddy Cool. Big Sexy. Kevin 
Nash. Diesel, baby. Your gas station employee's favorite customer. Magic Mike's. Magic, oh. Yeah, Magic Mike star. Yeah, just wants to crank it in the big time. The guy just wants to crank it in his old age, and I cannot knock him for he's, that. He, yeah. He's also the one that said, because he had the book for a minute in WCW, he booked himself into a retirement storyline, which was fucking phenomenal. He's like, yeah, if I actually had that much power in WCW, I'd give me and Scott the straps and give us raises. <laughs> <laughs> he also, one of my favorite things, when he was like trying to talk about like, how hard it was to like book and like talking about people who like criticize bookers and stuff. He's like, well, you see, you got Nitro on Monday, but then you got Thunder on Thursday, and then you just got Nitro again on Monday. And that was like his whole explanation of why it was hard to book. Like, yeah, I lo- Kevin Nash in shoot interviews is my favorite. Fucking fun. <laughs> Him and Jim Cornette are my two favorite shoot interviews. Yeah. And Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Why would I buy? Why would I tip you? At a restaurant, forget me the wrong cheeseburger when I ordered this one, where I could be buying food for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, okay, honky tonk. So, so CM Punk beats Cena at Summerfest. Yep. And then. Kevin Nash, for no reason, comes out. I don't, he hasn't been around in so Jack long. Jack Knight power bombs, and then Alberto Del Rio comes and beats him. Just looks like he's about to go to a Pearl Jam concert. So, um, for no reason at all, that happens. So, it starts the big Kevin Nash CM Punk feud. That Conspiracy! That literally, literally goes nowhere. Because Kevin Nash goes and gets his physical in order to wrestle and does not pass. And they, they're just like, we can't do this. Um, so they Dude's up, knees were like fucked up ten years before. And this. so they and had Punk to, makes a point of that. Yeah. <laughs> WTF Zach Kevin Nash LOL thought he was dead. That's what his sister allegedly said to him when they yeah. saw Kevin yeah, Nash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin Nash actually was kinda mad about this because he was like he wasn't used to the scripting and he's like, he's giving me all these fucking uh, jabs. And I, I can't fucking say anything back. He did say that, uh, he looks like a Waffle House employee. <laughs> so there was that. Yeah, that's pretty good. But so what that leads to is just a bunch of promos. And we'll, I'll kind of try to shorten this up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting real long-winded here. Yeah. It's like I said, this huh, is all from... Surprise. It's just all from memory. Yeah. But um, they do that. Then at Night of Champions, there's a match. It was... Was that fucking Triple H and Punk at Champions? Or is that when they had the tag match? Um... Let me look real quick. Well, and then Triple H was a guest referee at one point. Was that the SummerSlam match? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Triple H is very important in this story. Um, he's also incredibly good. A lot of the times, like, between him and Nash, like, a lot of the feud is between him and Nash. But, like, they're both going against Punk. Uh, what time Punk. was a good feud? Yeah. They had a really, really good, like, out of nowhere, Hell in a Cell match in 2003. Well, a- then, well after Kevin Nash was like, his prime. Should have yeah. retired. <laughs> then, that this is all, what, eight years after that. So. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. So that match was C- uh, CM Punk versus Triple H. That's, yep. that's at Night of Champions. That's when Triple H kind of broke and, like, um,. He, like, leaves, and then the game music starts, and he comes back out, 
At least that happens at one point. Um, and his, he, his entrance hits again? He, well, a different one. Oh. Because he has, like, five. Yeah. They're so all the, the game started playing yeah. after. <laughs> so he, like, he kind of breaks as the, the like... So he's... Probably came out to King of Kings and then came yeah. out to the game instead. Oh, yeah, because be like, now I'm a different Triple H. Because that's what like a different guy. When CM Punk was like, "I don't want to fight you. I want to fight the game." He's I like, "Let me go get him for you." New Triple H sucks. Let me go get Brain Strowman. <laughs> and like, like just Triple H was really good at this, and like a lot of it was him sticking up for Punk despite like because of Kevin Nash yeah. because. Um, CM Punk thought there was a conspiracy that Triple H was running against him. And it was all just Kevin Nash texting from his phone? It was. That's what it ended up being. He, he thought it was, yeah, he thought it was Stephanie texting from Triple H's phone. Um, but it was Kevin Nash. Um, texting from Triple H's phone. The whole thing reveals, CM Punk one time, he's just like, Hey, I know this isn't Stephanie, this isn't you. Someone doesn't want you as the COO, and someone doesn't want me as the champion. And then it, they reveal it way later to be... Hornswoggle? John Laurinaitis. So, yeah. It was actually... It was Kevin Nash, apparently, just taking his phone and being like, Hey, it's me. It's me, Big Kev. He's just trying to crank it in his old age. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Um, so... CM Punk loses to Triple H. Yeah. He is white fucking hot. White hot. He, this should be the moment that Punk fucking propels him even higher because Triple H is a smart businessman, puts over the young guy, and Triple H has a bunch of cred with all the more casual fans. No. That's it. Doesn't put him on. Cool in trouble. He fucking beats him. Him and Triple H... Before this, had these amazing promos against each other, mm -hmm. where he's like, "This isn't CM Punk talking to Triple H. This is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque, mm -hmm. and just saying how guys like him have held him down." And then that's where Triple H said the famous like, "Skinny fat ass." Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite phrase. <laughs> um, he's like, "We gave you the opportunity. We gave you the two world titles." We gave you money in the bank, huh? What do you call that? That's not an opportunity, huh? Maybe you could have just run with the ball. But yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was that like it was so dumb. It was so dumb that they that did, he lost that he lost because he shouldn't have. And at this point, CM Punk, IRL, not happy, not happy boy. Well, no, at this point, um, he's actually okay. Mm -hmm. well, this, this is the start. Was this staff infection time? Or? No, that's that's later. But yeah, no, he's this okay. is the start of some discontent, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of discontent, but he also is like trying to be the good soldier. Like, okay, there's going to be an end game to this, and I'll get the title and everything. So the next month, he's actually not on the pay per view. Oh, um, it's Hell in a Cell, or the next pay per view he's not on. I don't remember if they're still. They're not doing split brands anymore. They're doing the Raw Super Shows, um, and then the next one. It's Tim and Triple H versus The Miz and R-Truth, which they lose, and I'm pretty sure Punk takes the fall. Jesus. And so... Yeah, because you got to set up that... Was that The Miz WrestleMania? No, no this is a year after The Miz yeah. WrestleMania. And this, this, what it set up is the... Um, the Miz... Oh, oh, the, the Miz and R-Truth were like... The Miz was... Working for Laurinaitis. No, The Miz and R-Truth were... Getting groomed to be against Cena and The Rock. 
Okay. And so that's that's when that happened. And so that like he took the pin then too. So he's already like been cooled off twice. Yeah. So there's already a lot of frustration, but ideally the summer of punk like was him versus Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. winning the title, and then those promos leading up to the match with Triple H. Yeah, because that put him in in that realm of like superstardom. Yes, that yeah. put him in a different spot that he was definitely not at before. Yeah, it did die down a lot. Yeah, but there's so many people who you'll hear say like it, this brought them back to wrestling. Like, yeah, the pipe bomb and the summer of punk. Yeah, but Jenna like, was like that's what got her back in, especially because she's. From that area, just it, it brought so many people into wrestling. It reinvigorated like a lot of people's love for wrestling. Yeah, because it was different. It was well. I like was watching just that. It seemed like it was like the best time in wrestling, but that was really all that was going on. That was the only thing good going on. You realize like like the Miz and our Truth were like always there, and like Little Jimmy was happening. <laughs> yeah, actually. When the when R Truth did turn heel, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, R Truth. But that's like that's almost stuff that's better looking back at now. Yes. And realizing how great R Truth it has been through his whole career. That's not like something where you're like, oh, this is great now. Yeah. Like, yeah. There were just like it was just a weird time because this was great, and then like you see all the other wrestlers, and none of them feel like stars. No, and this was like the first time somebody aside from John Cena in a long time felt like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it just, they didn't, that's when they started pushing, promoting more of the brand as the, the draw, the yeah. people. A lot of the people that had felt like big deals were gone, like Batista was gone, yeah. and, like, Triple H was I do love Batista's first, that exit he did where he was... Oh, yeah, like in the wheelchair. wheelchair. It was yeah. so good. But even then, like, he wasn't that big of a draw because, I mean, he was losing The Undertaker at WrestleMania yeah. for the title. Because, like, they still were trying to, like, kill, like, people's fucking drawing ability to for the brand's sake. Yeah, this was a period where it was, like, LOL, Cena versus Orton. Mm-hmm. Every, like, Every that, was just thing. that was no just default. No wonder, like, people still have reverence for And so, so one of the reasons, like, I, I love talking about this is because this did spark a lot in wrestling. Yeah. Um, this sparked them almost kind of, I think, in spite of punk, them like, going to more indie talents. Yeah. Yeah, once um, punk left Triple H... It feels like he like started pushing for indie talent despite punk, and then fell in love with indie talent and actually gained respect. Because found for like that, yeah. oh, these guys love wrestling too. Because they didn't like each other in real life, but you didn't. They worked really well together they, professionally. But it's because you could tell that like when they had that promo against each other, especially they fucking hated each other. Yeah, there was real anger in everything. That I they think were it's saying. one of those things where, like. They probably both went to the back and like oh, it's good, fucking man. threw something against a wall in their locker room, and then that twenty like twenty to thirty minutes later went, okay, that was actually good. Like, and, and then like two, oh, that's good, man. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. they were basically like hate fucking each other on on TV. But they yeah. knew they had something special. It was yeah. Um, one of the coolest moments happened in December of twenty eleven. Um, that's when WWE for some reason. Like they like were pushing against like punk, and like trying to bring him down, pushing against guys like Zack Ryder, Daniel Bryan. This came to a head at TLC when Zack Ryder won the U.S. title. 
Hard to believe. Hard to imagine. The women's champion was Beth Phoenix. Wow. Kofi Kingston and uh, Evan Bourne were the tag champs. Cody Rhodes was the IC champ. And Punk and Bryan were the two world champs. Damn. There's a Like the ultimate workers time. There is a picture of that, and it's like, that stemmed from CM Punk. Yeah. Coming, doing the Mm pipe bomb. And like, making wrestling cool, and giving these guys who are workhorses, giving them a fucking spot to actually go and work and... Making it so that guys like Zack Ryder, who have been pushing and pushing and making his own YouTube channel, making his own fucking fake got belt, himself over. Like, oh, also giving them a fucking platform. There are commercials during this where Zack Ryder is like promoting. This is like current, like right now, like in the YouTube commercials, he's promoting these like fart toys. And oh yeah, he's like. I don't even remember what he says, but he incorporates like his like wrestling character into these fart toys. Yeah, you know what I'm hyped on? No, it was it's at, it was before it was like woo woo woo. woo, woo, woo. It was weird. It was weird. There's a lot of weird commercials but recently. The summer of punk changed the trajectory of wrestling because it was just bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was getting just so tiresome to watch. It just wasn't good. It just wasn't good at all. We need another one. Come on, Seth. Come and on, so Becky. By him yeah. calling things out and then getting the business to change for a bit, we had Punk as champion for 434 days. Because mm-hmm. he got himself over to that point. We got Punk getting so pissed at his life that he left, which then gave Daniel Bryan the opportunity to have that moment. Like, ZM Punk was a catalyst for so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he made, like, the fans love someone other than John Cena. He gave indie wrestling fans a reason to come back to WWE. Yeah. He gave these indie workers a chance to be able to go to WWE and not just be looked at as shitty indie workers who need to be, like, who need to unlearn all these bad habits. Even though he could, quote, be a real prick sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that fucking Michael Ace, he's going to be a real moody prick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the summer of punk was a very important time in modern wrestling. Honestly, one of the most important times, and I feel that, and then like Daniel Bryan's title win, and just the, the hijacking of that 2014 or yeah 2014 Royal Rumble, or some of the biggest times in wrestling. And mm-hmm. what's ironic about that is those two points in my head are two of the biggest points in wrestling. Mm-hmm. CM Punk was leaving both of them. Yeah, because that was CM Punk's last WWE thing was the Royal Rumble 2014, yeah. and he was leaving. <laughs> For Money in the Bank in 2011. Yeah. He... Say what you will about the guy, but the dude is a fucking... He's the reason why we're here at this point today in wrestling. Yeah. He's the reason I... This... If I never watched CM Punk, I wouldn't give a shit about wrestling. You could have tried so hard. It took CM Punk to, like, get me actually into it. It's... It's just so wild to think about because I mean I feel like guys like Adam Cole and Gargano Champ at the end of the day they'll, they'll they would end up getting at least a bit of a shot but like it not in the same way they don't have that charisma no one right now has that charisma well no not to do what Punk did oh, but to okay. get at least get a foot in the door they probably like, and Seth Rollins wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Punk yeah him especially Dean Ambrose would not be there if it wasn't for Punk. I mean, there's so many things that have come on from that. Um, NXT might not exist if it wasn't for Punk. 
Um, maybe not in the would like. It, it, I think it would exist. It wouldn't look the same. Yeah, it, it might still be a reality. It would look show. more like old FCW. Yeah. yeah, it would just be old FCW. It'd be what it kind of was at the beginning. Yeah, would it be at all what it is now? He just changed a lot of things in wrestling, and love him or hate him, he's a very important figure. And the summer of punk in 2011 was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to make sure and talk about that today. Yeah. On let's teach Joseph about wrestling. <laughs> today it was actually Matt. Yeah, I love Sam Punk, the wrestler. And you know what? He's probably an okay guy. Just don't be mean to Cole Cabana. He can just be a moody prick sometimes. Yeah, be a real moody. Prick. He's a real grump ass, yeah. and I'm 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 friends with a lot of grump asses. So I'm kind of a grump ass myself. So, you know. Sometimes life's can all be. grumpy. But CM Punk rocks. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think of uh, this uh, segment. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time I'll actually write down a bunch of shit so I can be more educated when I speak. Maybe next but time I'll to write teach down you. some stuff, too. I'll just continue to <laughs> You don't need to. <laughs> all right, but yeah. Yeah, let's wrap it up. You can follow me on the internet at Ostercoaster on Twitter, at Blue Ostercoat with a V on Instagram. Uh, this Saturday, if you're not doing anything, go to Death Roof Coffee, check out Wicked Bears. Shout out my dude Nick. He wore an Alistair Black shirt, so I watched his band play. And boom, friendship. He lets me stay at his house when I go to Salt Lake City. He's cool. Go to Red Iguana if you're ever in Salt Lake City. That's it. All right, you can follow me at Duck Shirt. Um, and you can also follow my dog with Jenna. Um, what is our thing? It is Abby the Tamaskin. Abby the Tamaskin? Yep. Alright. Go follow her. She is cool. She is a good pup. Yeah. She's real sweet. Alright, but yeah, that is me. Also, go to audiblecharles.com forward slash WrestleBoysCast. Get a fucking book, you piece of shit. I'm tired of fucking telling you. Listen to a fucking book. Yeah, you don't even have to read you. it. You can save your eyes for looking at other suck shit. Suck your own. Yeah, listen to Bret Hart's book. Yeah, listen to Bret Hart's book and suck your own at the same time. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll we'll uh, have Isai, I mean, our friend Bret Hart, read it. Well, you know, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, chapter one. <laughs> uh, I'm at Matt underscore on underscore drums on Instagram. Nice. Also at Wrestle Drums on Instagram. Sick. Uh... Uh, my dog has, is at Zeno Pupperino on Instagram, and uh, our, our new dog, Wendy, uh, has made some uh, cameos. Wendy! Um, uh, check out Bright Old Giant. Check out Urban Outfielders. Uh, check out a podcast I'm doing with my mom called Dealing With It. It's great! It's a very uh, uh, fun fun thing that I get to do with her, and it's making uh, the best of a, a kind of weird situation. But it's a, it's fun to do. So check that out. Uh, that's it for my time. Signing off. <laughs> okay, bye. M train. M train. Toot toot. Uh, follow me at my critical dad pants on Instagram. Great at dad on Twitter. Follow us at Russell Boys Cast on Twitter and at Genuine Russell Boys on Instagram. Great uh, Go to bit.ly forward slash Russell Boys merch. Buy buy a shirt. Maybe if you guys buy some shirts, we'll maybe get a new design. Yeah, how about yeah. you buy some shirts, how about you listen to some books, and how about you just stop fucking playing? Yeah. Fuck you. Quit. Fuck you. <laughs> it's it's not that I've, like, peaked creatively on designs and just been bashing my head against the wall for a new one. <laughs> I, you guys aren't buying enough. Yeah, yeah. Pieces of shit. Yeah, send us... Just let us... Please... 
I think I have bought more shirts than people, other people have. It's cold so. out. You don't even have to buy a shirt. Buy a hoodie. Yeah. They're very nice. Have buy a baby. A buy a onesie. Got a baby. Buy a onesie. Or like, yeah. buy it for I'm a the small baby. animal. You gotta love me. Yeah, fuck. Who cares? I can Yeah, you have a d- dinosaur. Buy a big shirt. Put yeah. it on the dinosaur. Thank yeah. you. But uh, most importantly, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you. Fuck you. Suck your own. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Um... And Russell Boys 316 says, Thank you, fuck you, bye. This mic is a pipe bomb. Toot toot.